Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Rebecca Lawrence and this is Voices. In this set of interviews, I will be focusing on issues of inclusion, diversity and allyship through intimate conversations with wine industry professionals from all over the globe. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps us cover equipment, production and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Rebecca Lawrence. I am pleased to be in conversation today with Violante Colombini of Cinelli Colombini Winery in Montalcino, Tuscany. Welcome to the podcast, Violante, and thank you so much for taking the time to join me today to talk about all the amazing work that you're involved in. Thank you, Rebecca. It's a great opportunity to to be with you and to speak about my life and our story. So we will have fun. I think so. So you started your studies actually in business and economics, not in enology. Uh, I wanted to ask, has this helped you keep a more business approach to wine rather than maybe an emotional one? This is a very funny question because I think that you, you need passion to do your job. So I decided to study economics because this was my passion. So I like very much uh, mathematics and uh, I decided to do something general. And after the university, I went uh, to do a master all around the world with OIV. And so I think you need to, when you speak about emotion, you need to uh, have emotion in everything you do. So doesn't matter if you sell or if you produce wine, you need to express your love for wine if you are happy to do what you are doing. So I can tell you that uh, the harvest 2020 was a little bit different. You know that with COVID, the situation was not very easy. So usually if you work in the export office, you travel around the world or you stay inside the office. But this year was different. So <laughs> we needed <laughs> to, to go to the fields and all the office <laughs> went into the vineyard to help picking the grapes. So we pick all our grapes by hand and it was a great opportunity, not because we, we didn't know how to be to do it. We, it was a great opportunity because we are a group. And if you can see how your, your team, how the family that is the company can can work together and how they protect the the work and the grapes that they did for uh, one one entire year this is emotion 
And when you speak about wine, describing wine in front of a new client, you need to say what is your passion. So you need to describe what you 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 can do with. Uh, with love. You can just hear how passionate you are about it when you speak about it. It's so lovely. And you paint such a beautiful picture of a challenging year, but where everyone in the winery has come together. I think maybe this year is a year where we've needed a little bit more passion and emotion than normal. <laughs> yes, I think so. So before I dive into the team you have in the winery and some of the other things you've been doing, can you tell our listeners a little bit about where you are, where the winery is based and what you are doing? Yes, of course. Uh, my family is in Montalcino from uh, 500 years ago, and uh, uh, we are in the heart of Tuscany, so we have uh, two wineries. One in Montalcino, Casato Prime Donne, where we produce 100% Sangiovese wines, so Rosso and Brunello and Riserva, and uh, Fattoria del Colle, that is in the South Chianti region and in uh, the DOC Orcha region. So we are speaking about the same brand, Donatella Cinelli Colombini, so the name of my mom. But uh, the reality is that uh, everything is together. So when we promote our wines, we promote the wines that we produce in uh, Fattoria del Colle next to the wines that we produce in Montalcino, in Casato Prime Donne. And of course, uh, it's even better when we can welcome our clients in the wineries but of course now we need to <laughs> wait a little bit in any case in, if you were asking to know where Casato Prime Donne is in Montalcino we are speaking about the northern part of, of Montalcino so coming from Florence Siena you can arrive before in our winery and after to the village of Montalcino it's one of my very favorite areas of the world. I have to admit, I'm, I'm quite biased. <laughs> I love it very much down there. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you will come soon. I, I hope so too. I am, I'm desperate to get back down to, to Tuscany and, and be back in wineries with people. You talked about your mother already. You actually come from a history of very strong women. You yourself are a very passionate, strong woman, very well educated, uh, very worldly. Uh, and your mother actually built the first all-female run winery in Italy, which is incredibly impressive. What kind of impression did this have on you as you were growing up? Of course, this was something very normal for me. So when we speak about, when I speak about my family, I cannot uh, think about competition. It's true that looking to my mom, to my grandmother, of course, I have two very strong and important people. But it's also true that uh, they are always ready to give me suggestions, to speak with, with me and listen at uh, all my ideas uh, to do something uh, new, to do something that uh, 
I would like to do. So, of course, when you born in a place as I am, so I was born in Montalcino and uh, I think I'm very lucky because I'm the only person of the family that was born in Montalcino. <laughs> I need to be very honest. Now the hospital is closed. <laughs> but <laughs> I was one of the <laughs> lucky people that had this opportunity. And I think I need to preserve what uh, my antenas gave me the opportunity to have. So I think it's an honor to do my best to follow what uh, they did, what my mother is doing. Of course, uh, when we speak about women, we know that we, we are strong. <laughs> we, uh, we have a target and we do all our best to follow <laughs> our dreams. So I want to do the same, but uh, of course, uh, I will do something new. So I'm sure that my family will be next to me because I'm very lucky to, to have a very strong family next to me but uh, of course uh, I will do something new. I mean you've already been doing a lot of incredible work with your career. I mean when you accepted the presidency of AGV you said and I'm, I'm really interested in this um, and forgive my Italian pronunciation. La voce dei millennials del vino italiano deve portare un messaggio di rinnovamento e sostenibilità. So for our English listeners Bravissimo, bravissimo. <laughs> oh, sto provando. <laughs> the voice of the millennials in Italian wine must bring a message of renewal and sustainability. Why did you choose to focus on this and, and how do you hope to work on this in your role as the president of AGV? You know that we are a group of uh, young people. We are all uh, under 40 years old and we work in wineries or in uh, companies that are close to wine. Could be possible that uh, they sell wine, they produce cork or bottles. And uh, we decided to, to be a network to be together and to learn together, to travel around the world. So usually in a normal moment, uh, we were visiting different wineries in Europe. Now, at the moment, we decided to be closer. So we went to Spain, Germany, and also in Italy. And it was uh, a great opportunity to learn, not only because, uh, of course, when uh, you are coming from a winery and you want to visit another winery, everyone is ready to welcome you and they are very open to tell you, I don't know if I can tell you secrets, but maybe they are more more ready to tell you something that usually they don't say to clients. With us, uh, they, they can be free to, to speak and we learn a lot. And of course, when we are together, we want to have new ideas. So it's normal that uh, young people, they have um, big eyes. So they are curious to look around and, and to see how the technology, everything that we like, and of course, 
nature. So we need to take care of environment because this is the future. So if you consider, I'm not speaking about sustainability as uh, not only as a producing way to work, but I'm speaking also about a social message. So if you think about uh, even the, the, the possibility to have more young people in, uh, in your team, more women, or maybe to preserve a local tradition when you when you open a, a bottle and you want to match a kind of food and you want to show something older, something that like a meal that your family is uh, cooking for many years ago or something that uh, is uh, very traditional from a place. So if you respect what is around you, if you respect uh, the others, if you, if you think about sustainability in general, I think you can do better. And the young generation, uh, we, we know very well that not only technology can help us we are lucky because uh, in the past uh, they did a lot so if we can do what we are doing uh, and usually we we love our job uh, is because uh, something important is uh, around us so speaking of something important and also sustainability, as you said, as a bigger picture, you've also been the president of the regional delegation of Movimento Turismo del Vino Italiano in Tuscany. So for those listeners who don't know, this is a non-profit organization aimed to promote tourism whilst also aiming to protect the environment. So obviously bringing these two things that you're very passionate about together. Obviously, in the last year, wine tourism has changed a lot. Do you have any insight maybe that you could share for the industry about how you think this might change the wine industry for the future? Of course, the people that will come in our wineries uh, will be more and more often very close to environment. So we have a big opportunity that is uh, the opportunity to come with them in the vineyards. They are very curious about uh, where we produce wine. And of course, uh, we use everything that we have in the cellar, in the winery. But uh, in our winery, we say that uh, 60% of the work is done when the grapes arrive in the winery. So you need to take care of everything you do during the year, so in the in the vineyards. And uh, people are very happy to know how you preserve the vineyards, how you want to respect the place where you are, because I think that Montalcino is a very important place because the Sangiovese that we can produce there is unique. And this is the reason why people are coming in Montalcino. So when we welcome the clients that could be experts, but they could also be 
people that want to have fun, they want to come there and have an experience, and maybe we need to listen at them and ask them why they they decided to come to visit us. So it could be that they are there with the family. It could be that they are coming to know more about wine and do sports in our vineyards. They could come for love. So it's important to listen at them and to follow the opportunity to explain them how can be very important to produce a wine that is coming from the vineyards. So you exalt what the, the nature did before using the barrels, but nothing else. So uh, what you are drinking from a bottle is the result of uh, nature. So speaking specifically of Brunello di Montalcino, this is a denomination that is cemented in the history of Italian wine. And yourself and your family have done so much to advance this historical wine. So what's next for the winery? And also what's next for you? (laughs) Uh, Yes, maybe you know that the the big news of Montalcino is that we will have... uh, a Museo del Brunello soon. So we are very happy about it because all the owners in Montalcino we invest. We, we want to invest a lot to do our best to show this, this territory and the, the fabulous uh, wine that we can produce there. So speaking about my family, my family... Uh, was one of the first to produce uh, Brunello. And my mom started in uh, 1998 with her own project that uh, is, as you told at the beginning, to build a winery that is a little bit different because uh, we are the first winery in Italy with only women working in our team. And uh, this is not uh, the only part of this project because, uh, of course, Casato Prime Donne is a winery, but we have also our Brunello selection, Prime Donne, that is a Brunello where four ladies, one from uh, Sweden, one from Germany, one from Italy, and one from England. They come, they have uh, different samples uh, coming from different vineyards in, in our property. Of course, we don't buy nothing from outside. And they decide the Brunello, that is a selection that we don't produce every year, and the total production is only 6,000 bottles. And we also have an award, Prime Donne Award, that uh, uh, we give to a lady or a group of ladies that did something important. So a message that the other women can, can listen, can follow to do what they like to do. So if you have a dream, you need to work hard, you need to do your best, you need to study, but uh, you need to try to do it. 
So speaking about our Brunello, we decided to do an old style Brunello. And if I tell you about an old style Brunello, it's because all our vineyards are in the northern part of Montalcino. So it's a more fresh, elegant, and uh, it's a vertical wine. And we decided to underline these unique characteristics uh, working uh, using an organic method to cultivate the vineyards during the fermentation using cement as the Romans were doing in the past. So, of course, the technology is not anymore the same, but we are speaking about cement as well. And uh, uh, about the aging, we are not using barrique from many years ago. Uh, we, We are using the big botte, so the traditional method that uh, uh, we are using in Montalcino from many years, to exalt, to produce a wine that can be very enjoyable. Of course, it's an important wine that uh, if you want, you can store for 20 years, but uh, if you are working hard and you want to select uh, a a bottle because you like it and you want to open something that you like because uh, you think that it will be important to, to do something nice for you and for the nice people that... Uh, Uh, you have next to you, so you decided to share this bottle with them. This has to be the bottle to enjoy with them. This is our philosophy and what we we, uh, are doing and what I want to do. You're making me absolutely desperate for a glass of wine at quarter past ten in the morning. Violente, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the Italian Wine Podcast today and to hear you talk so passionately, not only about the history of what you've been doing, but about the future that is ahead of the winery. So thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you and the winery uh, online or on social media? Uh, if you if you search Donatella Cinelli Colombini, you find us. So we have a website, a shop online, and on the social media, the name is the same, Donatella Cinelli Colombini or me, so Violante Cinelli Colombini Junior. But uh, of course, usually it's my mom that is... Uh, taking care of the social media. So you you will find me because she is posting something about me. (laughs) I mean, I'm not surprised. She must be so proud of everything that you've achieved already so early in your career. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was very, very nice to speak with you. And I hope to welcome you very soon in, uh, in Casato Prime Donne, in Montalcino. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, Violante. On SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.